And here we are, live again. Um, just two of us, um, but we're gonna we're, we're gonna power through nonetheless. Um, finally on after a result that we you know weren't too happy about, but I feel like there are some things to still take some positivity out of. Um, yeah, it's just me and Dave. Um, I know you were chomping at the bit to get on today, um, so there must be something you want to say. I'm, I'm excited to see what you've got to say today. <laughs> hey, what's up, man? I mean, like, as everybody sees, it's just us today. Um, just two of us. Um, everybody else has uh, Valentine's Day uh, agreements. We're probably the lovers of the world podcast and uh, also, you know, but uh, <laughs> that was good. Um, no, honestly, I didn't have anything specific that I wanted to say, but I just feel like, um, you know, we, we're, we're starting to build a, a group of people that actually or waiting to see what we have to say after each match. So we should definitely make sure we're consistent for them and we, we do come out whether we win, lose, or draw. Um, yeah, man, let's get it. Let's, let's get yeah, it. Let's yeah, get yeah, Mr. Consistency. Um, but yeah, Christo apparently is in the dark, some kind of blackout going on. Um, Ian is out having a life. So it's just us. I got. I think we'll be doing our duties tomorrow. They're, they're doing theirs today, but um, exactly, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, lovers of the world for sure. But um, yeah, I missed the first half of the match. Um, my pickup group actually like plays at 11 every Saturday. And I don't know, I felt, felt like getting out actually playing. Um, oh, you I actually felt, went played. Yeah, I was playing like when the first half was happening, I was checking my phone like between like matches and I, I, I saw we were down and I was like, well, maybe it's good that I missed the first half. And then <laughs> as soon as I get home, like Jekyll scores. So I'm like, all right, maybe if I had watched the whole match, maybe we win. I don't know. But um, yeah. How do you feel about the match? Um, I've, I've seen some of your comments on Twitter, some of your not being happy with one, one, but I mean, yeah, yeah. What are you taken out of it? I mean, um, it's it, to me from what I saw, it was a tale of two halves, two separate halves. Um, the first half, um, they came out well, honestly, the first half we actually came out better to start off. The first clear cut chance, I think we had a, a cross, and it looked like we were we were pretty much gonna jump on them like we did Milan. Um, and then they got the ball down, down their end, and then um, Zelensky made that cross towards Osterman, and I don't know what the hell DeVry was thinking. Um, even if he lets Osman play the ball there, he's not a threat. You have another player coming in to cover him and stuff. Uh, I think it was probably just a slow reaction, and it ended up just just giving them the giving them the penalty. This was what five minutes in, you know. Um, so that means we had to ch chase the the game from from then on. That played pretty much right into their hands because um, a large parts of the second half, you could see Insigne, Osman, everybody behind the ball in their half. And they're pretty much daring us to break him down. And at times when we were trying to break him down and we, were, we made a couple of mistakes, they counted us real quick. Uh, Fabian had a couple balls over the top that were very dangerous and we were lucky not to concede. Um, that was their plan. And um, for that reason, the fact that we played right into the hand and put ourselves in a position that we have to be chasing the match and making a lot of um, sacrifices, um, taking a lot of risks more or less, uh, early on in the match that, that that played right into their hand and that's why they could have killed us off in the second half um around around probably 20 25 minute mark we did look kind of shell sharp because it looked like uh we didn't have any answer for whatever they were doing um 
maybe we miss Simone on the on um on the sideline to be yelling at the players, telling the players exactly who's not doing what he needs to be doing or whatnot. But all in all, man, we we ended up we we survived their best shot in the second in the first half. We had even a couple chances of our of our own. Where Zico had a, a wide open header, I guess, because Perisic floated that ball too much. He didn't he couldn't have enough power behind it. And I went straight to Ospina. But um first half, it was all Napoli for the most part, I would say. I mean, we still managed to, to create a couple chances. If you see what they've been working on, you see what their plan was, and we were lucky to be only down one zero, you know. And then of course we went into the second half. Uh we know how it works. When you, when you go into the locker room, uh Whatever you you doing you doing wrong you're being told what you're doing wrong you're being told what adjustment needs to be made, and um it looks like we made an adjust an adjustment and we came we came out um in, in the first half and got the goal very very early which is something that we needed to do, because as you know when you're chasing the match the longer it goes the harder it becomes because the more the team be- believes that they could they could hold the lead and stop you from conceding, um it was it was very good that we were able to get that goal early and um. We created a couple more chances, and they had a chance as well with Osman and um, Elmas, I think, where Andanovic made that save. Yeah. We still don't know if that would have counted or not because, um, as Uncle Shama Print um, pointed out in this channel, uh, Osman kind of controlled it with his with his arm, so that probably would have been a controversy right there. So I'm glad he missed it, so that's something that we didn't have to argue about on Twitter and stuff like that. <laughs> but um, in general, I feel like 1-1 is a fair result. Given given what happened, uh, of course, uh, I was saying before the match that we have to have the mindset that we're gonna go and beat them, you know, regardless of what's going on. But when when you start like this, when you come, when you get off to a horrible start, start and make an unforced error and have to pretty much uh, cl- climb an uphill battle, um, when you when you get out in a, a hostile environment like that with a one point, that's something that you sh- you have to be satisfied with. So that's where I'm at right now. Um, of course, Milan just won this morning. I was watching. They're back. They're back on the first. Uh, a lot of people are gonna have reactions because of that, but I'm still calm. I feel like we had a very good result. 14 matches to play. Um, let's let's be calm. We'll be okay. Yeah, yeah. Like um, I wrote the preview for Serpents of Madonina on this match, and my prediction was actually one-one. I had this feeling. I don't know. I it seemed like one of those matches. We've gone to naples before or had napoli come to town before and i don't know there have been matches where there's not been a lot of space or any other big team that we seem to play against when we're kind of in a tough spot but we know we need some kind of result it's usually something like this you know i didn't think there would be as much space as there was i mean there were times where napoli sat in their block especially after you know taking the lead and you know having a one no lead to defend, which I mean, it's still not a great lead to defend. I think they probably should have, you know, gone for it a little bit more, uh, maybe taking their chances a little bit better. Cause this was much more important for them than it was for us to try to get those three points. Um, it would have been great for us. Well, that- I'll say, I'll say in the first half, they definitely went for it, man. Um, to, to their credit, uh, they hit the post with Zielinski. I think they had a, they had another shot. Um, so they did go for it, but, it did become quite evident around the 60th or 65th minute that they wanted that that one point. Um, their their um, substitutions that they made were quite heavy, yeah. evident. When you take off Oshman, you take off um, 
uh, Insigne, you take off Zelensky, you take off Fabian. That's pretty much all your weapons that you're taking off and pretty much saying, that, hey, you know what, let's get ready for Barcelona. But sorry to cut you off, bro. What were you saying? Oh, no, yeah. Um, I wanted to go back off of that now. Um, Once, like, I saw Juan Jesus come in for Zelensky, I was like, what are what are these guys doing? Like, yeah. you had it. You, like, you had Inter on the ropes in the first half. Like, yeah, you can still get a yep. goal in that second half. To be honest, that was that was a relief to me when I see that's that's the direction that they were going. If anything, I was like, okay, that means that we could nick a goal and probably win. Um, and don't get me wrong, just because we're we're interesty don't doesn't mean that we can't be honest about it. Um, had we found a way, because there was a there was a chance, well, half a chance with D'Ambrosio, uh, it looked like he was gonna get free in the box and and probably able to to score. If he was able to score that, for example, and we we left the San Paulo with a win. Uh, we, we have to be honest, it would have felt like it's a, will, it's a win that we stole because based on what happened on the pitch, you know. So 1-1, uh, you can't complain much about it. We could analyze it um, all that we want. We could say what could have happened, what should have happened. But based on what we saw on the pitch, the 1-1 is the, is the most fair result we, we can possibly have. Yeah, and I mean, this is pretty much the end, at least for the league part of this murderer's row of fixtures that we've been talking about for like literally months, um, where we had Lazio, Atalanta, um, pull the whole thing back up. It's all a blur at this point. Lazio, Juve, Atalanta. Yes, yes, yes. Lazio, Juve, Atalanta, um, the Derby, Roma, Napoli. Um, so they're looking back at this whole thing now. I feel like we can look at it in retrospect. Got mm-hmm. the win against Lazio, draw with Atalanta, which you know isn't a terrible result, especially after you know the Supercoppa going the full 120 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, the Derby, of course, you know, big mistake, um, something that we've talked about. Um, and the draw with Napoli. I mean, if you rearrange some of those results, like that's it's still like good like if we would have you know maybe drawn with Lazio and beaten um Milan like just switching a couple of results around here and there like we would probably be thinking about it a little bit better but I still feel like that loss in the derby still makes everything feel much worse um but you know the consensus was like we talked about it you know we wanted to get through this and still you know have uh, a pointer to between us and the top, um, you know, because there's a, a match in hand, we are there. Um, if that match had been played and we had won it, we'd still be on top. I think we'd be talking about this stretch as a success, you know, weathering a lot of storms, which we still weathered a lot of storms, but yeah, you know, I did wake up this morning and see that we were in second place and that's a weird feeling after it's been so long. Um, yeah. But what do you think about this stretch um, that, enter have now just finished and then you have to take into account um injuries um the bastoni suspension the inzaghi suspension you know um all those 120 minute matches um do you think this that you would call this maybe not a success but at least a promising a decent run i don't know i don't know yeah. exactly no i mean you said, you said it, you said it perfectly um we can't the success because we lost a match in, in that stretch. We drew a couple matches. So there, there are some points that that were dropped, and um, more importantly, we we dropped from a, one place from the top top spot on the, on, the, on the table to the second spot. So we can't call that a success. But um, like like you said, we spoke about this at length in, in many previous episodes that 
if we could look up after we get through that stretch, which includes, to me, I, I include Sassuolo and um, Roma, I mean, not Roma, Sassuolo and Liverpool in it as well. So next Sunday, if we look up and we see that we're within two points or one or two points, whether we're one or two points behind or one or two points ahead, with that match in hand, then uh, we're, we're in a good position um, given what the schedule is. Because once they do give you those the schedule that they they um, they cramp up all the hard matches together, then eventually it, the uh, the other the other side of it has to come as well. That also means that on the other side you're gonna have a bunch of easy matches if you if you guys want to crumble up all the hard matches in one month in the in the schedule. Then that means that we're gonna have the, we, we have to play the easy teams too. So. We survived the hard part, and I feel like um, we sh we should be fine, man. We should be we should be more than fine. I guess the reason is the fact that we just lost the derby, and the way we lost it by I'm sure Milan fans would admit that we played the best, we were the better team on the day. Um, that still leaves a bad feeling, and the fact that they leap leapfrogged us because of that. You know, I think that's what's having a lot of people panicking and stuff like that. But I, I think we're really fine, man. We're in a good position. Let's not be prisoners of the moment. Let's look at things in a, in a big level, in a, in a big scale, because what we know is that this team has only lost in the league twice, you know? And both of the losses, you could look at them and, and be like, well, something went wrong. It's not like we were played off the pitch. We were, you know what I mean? That's yeah. where I'm at. That's why you see I tweet the way I tweet. I have the confidence I have is because still the team has not shown me anything to feel like, oh, man, Milan are better than us or Napoli are better than us. Of course, form goes up and down. Errors happen. But when you look in the hole, we've played 23 matches. We only lost two. You know, so that's that's we're, we're in a good shape until we start dropping games left and right. We're fine. There's nothing to worry about. Yeah, yeah, I saw people trying to make, you know, the big deal out of Inter has dropped five out of six points in the last two matches. But, I mean, these are natural things that happen in a season. And, I mean, even last season, it just came at a very early point of the season where we were yeah. dropping points like that. Um, yeah. I mean, you can look like Milan. I mean, they had that same run where they – um they it was Ses, not Sesswell, Spezia and someone else. I thought they had bad results on the bounce. Um but they've had their moments where they've, you know, dropped points. Um, Napoli have dropped points. I mean, both Milan and Napoli have four losses. Uh, we have two losses. Exactly. Um, you know, those those stats still speak for themselves. Yeah. Like like you said, we can't be prisoners of the moment. Like, I'm sure there are still some hard feelings about the Derby, but, you know, we got to keep moving. Um, you know, we do have Sassuolo on the weekend. Um, no Brozovic for that one because of his card in the Napoli match. That one's that that, that gives me a little bit of worry. Um, but no, that's why I made sure I made sure I mentioned um, Sassuolo as well in the long stretch of matches that we're talking about. We're not quite out of it yet because I'm watching them right now. They're playing Roma. They're playing Roma quite well, and they always play us well as well. You know, so we got to give them the respect. Um, the kids that we like. Um, Raspadori and um, Skamaka, they didn't even start them. They're pretty much resting them. For oh, they're us. suspended today. Oh, they're suspended. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, I no, no, yeah, yeah. Because I was wondering why they weren't there, and I've seen people. Yeah, because they, know, played, they like, played. Oh, why are they playing? They played Juve midweek, so I thought they were just resting them. But um, okay, yeah, they're they'll be there. They'll be fresh. So yeah, it's not going to be an easy match by any stretch of the imagination, especially knowing that Milan are going to play Salernitana, which is like a practice match. So. That's yeah. that's an extra that's the extra pressure to know like yo listen 
we gotta win. We gotta win this game because Milan's not gonna be dropping points this week at all. You know. Yeah. So after the learning time, I mean, after Sassuolo next week, then that's when I could start calming down. But like, okay, we finally got through that stretch of matches. Uh, everything should be downhill from there. And I don't know. I'm not gonna say I hope we get we get disqualified from the Champions League, um, but I'll say that most of us expecting it anyway. You know. So if it does happen like we expect it to be. Our schedule should clear up much more, and we should be fine. Yeah, I mean the Champions League. I mean that's that that's just a measuring stick, um, if you even can call it that, with who we're going to be missing. Um, if Bastoni's back or not, you know we're not sure. Um, it may just be you know we play the match, get it over with, um, and yeah, move on to Sassuolo, which you know is a bigger deal for us. You know the 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 league is what matters. The Copa is yeah. something that also still matters. Um, First leg of that will be uh, first of March, I believe. Um, but Sassuolo, luckily, is going to be at home looking ahead. Um, I know we played them away, and that was one of the matches where we started really terribly. But mm-hmm. uh, big second-half surge, uh, we got through that one. Um, hoping that you know having the advantage of being at home helps. But then you know we look back, and you have matches like two seasons ago where you have the Gagliardini open net skying it missing uh, i think that was three three or like four four it was an insane match i mean yeah. there's things like yeah. that so you are right uh, i probably am getting a little ahead of myself saying that the worst stretch is over i i just kind of consider liverpool a formality at this point yeah. um and yeah so swallow but then like it's genoa uh salernitana marino in the yeah. league so yeah it does finally Finally yeah, back off a bit, and those will be matches where I can actually, you know, scroll Twitter and be doing whatever during instead of flipping my phone over, muting everything, going on do not yeah, disturb. I do, I do the same thing. I mute all my apps because um, sometimes the the app gets the notification before me, and I'm getting entered down one zero, and I'm like, where, where? I'm watching the match. <laughs> oh no, and that's the worst feeling. You're like, all right, who's about to do like it? Twenty seconds later, you see the goal. Like you pretty much watching it about to happen. Yeah, but. Um, yeah, so let's let's touch let's touch on Liverpool. What do you think? Like, um, matter of fact, before we even do that, um, I wanted to give Demarco some credit because uh, we we yeah. have a lot of comments about how Bastoni was missing, and we were all panicking. Um, to be honest, none of us last episode really e- even had a shot for him to start. We we're all doing types of lineups like, yeah, maybe we should sh- shift screen you up to the left, bring them Brosio in, um, bring Ranokia, st- stuff like that. But I think he did his thing, um, partly because Politano got injured, so you didn't have to really deal with him much much of the of, of the match. Uh, Lozano was already out injured in that match, and so he had to only deal with Elmas, who's not much of a winger, and um, Unas for the rest of the match. So um, he did his thing. Um, he, he he got forward well enough. He created some chances. He didn't look like he was scared. So that's all I could ask of him. Um, you know, I want to give him a shout. He did his thing after he was horrible in the derby. So that's a good that's a good thing. I like to see players show that mentality um, that you could bounce back after a bad performance. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that probably was really a challenge, you know, to be given that starting spot and in this big a match and then, you know, Inzaghi from way up in the stands, wherever you sit in the San Paolo when you're there. I mean, like, it looked like Inzaghi was like a mile away from the pitch, but, <laughs> yeah, you know, he's sitting up there. I mean, in training, of course, he's like, all right, you know, you're, you're my guy. Like, you're going to have to yeah. play this match. Like, let me see what you got. And 
he did yeah. give he he gave a great performance i thought you know um credit to him you know i was one of the people slandering saying dembrosio needs to be on the right slide yeah, no, we, we, all, we all did it let's do it we all did it. and and yeah. he deserved this but let's mention that as well you know and what's funny is like usually um they have conflicting um starting 11s depending on the on the newspapers but everybody had our spot on so that probably tells you that early on in the week Inzaghi made his decision the marco is he's going to go with the marco and he ran the marco in all the training sessions to the point where it was obvious that he was going to be the starter you know so um i think that's what happened you know and um i'm glad he didn't cost us a goal he didn't cost us anything you know he did his thing if anything we we might have been able to score because of him because he sent a couple good balls and and forward um yeah, that's that's about it. Uh, I think I think on Napoli, we we didn't see anything that we didn't know about the team. You know. Yeah, yeah. Let me let's see what the comments have to say about it. Um, we've had a few popping off. I see we have Ian and Haristo giving their words. Ian, what the what are you doing, bro? You're on a yeah. you're, you're, yeah. you're at an art gallery. You said, come on, yeah. bro, <laughs> go look at some art. Yeah, he does. He's not looking at no art. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we've got Mattia back. Uh, what's up, man? Uh, yeah, we lost first what's place. What's up, guys? Thanks for joining us, everybody. We always say it. Um, we really appreciate every time everybody joins us, no matter who it is, no matter how many people. It means a lot to us. Yeah, yeah. We always try to get your words in as well. Um, uh, King Darian's got some love for the the kit that Dave's in, of course. Got the got the third appreciate kit. It. Appreciate it. Uh, appreciate I'm, I'm kitted out today, Joe. Scotland kit looking good. Appreciate it. Um, got got a got a rep. Oh, wrong way. You got a rep sometimes, you know. Uh, it's also my only long sleeve kit, and it's just kind of cold outside, so I'm, I'm chilling. Um, uh, Mattia agreeing. Third kit's lucky, even though he dislikes it. Uh, it's grown on me. Maybe it is the wins, but you know, that winning makes stuff look a lot nicer. Um, yeah. Uh, some first half talk, and it looks like it was that kit. That kit was created for Scrinyar. I mean, yeah. I, I only picture Skriniar in that kid every time I think of it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, he always has the big matches. I think of Jekko sometimes, um, mostly because of that Champions League goal in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Mattia, first half was abysmal. Yeah, I'm pretty glad I missed it. Ricky said we were lucky not to be down by more. Um, mm -hmm. that's, I, I feel like that was something that was coming when this match was coming. I, I didn't think we were going to start well, um, which was part of the reason I was glad I was out because – I don't know. I felt like um, winning against Roma in the Copa, that's that's a bit of a bounce, you know, that's going to help. But, mm. you know, the league is still something different. Going up against Napoli is something different. I felt mm -hmm. like they were going to be the ones who were going to come out and try to punch us in the mouth. They needed the win. Uh, they got themselves into the position they wanted to. But, I mean, credit to our guys for, you know, whatever um, – Whatever Inzaghi's assistant, I can't remember his name at the moment. I got um, Ferris. Ferris, yes, yes. Whatever he said or whatever Inzaghi said through like a walkie-talkie or something. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure Inzaghi was in the FaceTime like <laughs> on halftime. Like, listen. Yeah. yeah, he's just like got it in front of his face, and he's doing the the um the arm motions. Ferris is doing all the arm motions for Inzaghi. Voice and all of that. Like, <laughs> no, but yeah. Um, Whatever that rebound was, you know, um, uh, I'm glad that that happened. Um, Jekyll, um, I was I was surprised to see that it was him that got the goal in a way because yeah. I mean he's been uh, I don't want to disparage Roma too much, but I mean he's been at Roma where they haven't played too many big games with this much implication this season. You or see in the goal? Recent I see you looking. Yeah, yeah, I just saw the 
Oh, is that Traore? Oh my God, that guy's. You know the thing with you, Mikey. That's the difference between the two of us. I have mine set up right there, so I'm looking at the game right now. The the people can't. Tell I'm watching the game, but you, you over there, like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I'm dual screening right now. I got my, I got my two screens set <laughs> on my you, laptop you, and my TV. Right you need here. the Bepe, need the Bepe eyes so you can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah or I, I mean i could do the classic phone thing you know zoom university I, I i mastered the art of that one um but um yeah jeko getting the goal i was uh that shocked me um in a way because he has not been in very many big matches hasn't even really played much in recent seasons so for him to get the goal that we needed you know yeah. i was i was i was sitting there and i was like this guy wants that scudetto. This guy hadn't had a trophy in a while. This guy, this guy's hungry for one. Um, yeah, yeah, you could tell. You could tell. Yeah. Um, the thing is, you know that that corny little saying I like to use that um, once you try, the football guys reward you. That's literally what it was. Um, Lotaro just sent a ball in there. He he completely whiffed on his header. I was ready to get on him for that header, and then like the ball the ball bounced in his favor, and then he scored. You know, um, you have to try. You have to send ball, balls into the box. You have to, to go chase it. And that's that's pretty much how we, we scored. It was like a shithouse score. Yeah. Uh, can't really say that we played our stuff. We ran our patterns and then we scored. Because for the most part, Brozovic had, was having to come come stand next to Skriniar to try to to try to create, to try to, to, to start a startup play. That's how much, that's how well they pressed us. Uh, he, has to, he had to come. All the way to in 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 our in our in our in our half and come stand next to Chris Skriniar to be able to receive the ball and see if he could start it from there. So that's just not the way. That's that's why we were unable to get a rhythm in the first half and even in the second half. I want to give them kudos because a lot of teams, all the teams try to they try to press us, but not every team is able to execute it as um, flawlessly as Napoli did. And they did it for long periods of time, and, and then entire to a point where we were running all over them. So that's 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 kudos to them. I want to yeah, give them that. yeah, you know, credit to Spalletti, whatever he was doing in training this week. It was really interesting seeing the pressing triggers. Like it was very obvious where oh, no, the you, ball you was tell. going and where they started to press. Like every time the ball went to Demarco, like it, it felt like it was a flood. That's the thing. It's like it wasn't. It wasn't no stupid, crazy crazy press it was very coordinated very smart uh i mean we had a match when we were playing roma on tuesday they were still chilling at home thinking about us you know what i mean they didn't have a midweek match so of course they were the better prepared side they were the better rested side all that stuff counts you know so when you think about all of that it it, it has to be it has to go into consideration when you decide whether you want to you're going to be okay with the result or not and that's the reason why why i am you know yeah. And yeah, let's let's touch on Zeko as well, because you know, you did mention that. Um, you know me, I'm 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 the big I'm the master of I told you so. So I'm gonna go in my Twitter and find all my old tweets when I was telling everybody, listen, it's cool now. Zeko's doing this. Zeko better than Lukaku, but at his age, I don't expect him to be able to last. You know, and you could tell he's on his last legs, man. I I don't know how that guy lasted. What he played the whole ninety minutes. I don't know yeah. how he did it. You know, and um, we have two more months. So for Zeko's sake, for example, it would it would be good for us to 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 have a couple couple less games to have to play. You know, have uh, able to having having to be able to rest for a week or so. You know, because he's not gonna be able to hold it up. 
and we're gonna need him every single match because the other striker is like he's still on a what 10 10 match scoreless drop without a penalty um you know like i like seeing when i criticize a player and then i get attacked for it and then after a while people other people start catching on to it and saying the same thing so that's where we are with lotawa right now is he's like a main topic of inter twitter yeah yeah it's not it's not been good for either striker recently but i feel like part of it is because of the injuries that you know correa has been dealing with um the spotty nature of alexis who is you know kind of in the same boat as jeko you can see he's starting to be on his last legs like the brain is still there but the body's you know not there yeah. yeah Yeah, so it's just uh, it's hard because none of these guys have been are in like the best positions for them to succeed. Jekko's getting run into the ground. Um, Alexis, you know, um, I feel like he doesn't have a best partner in this team. I, I of course he usually plays with Lautaro. I don't think we've yeah. seen him. We've seen him play with Jekko actually. Um, I yeah, think yeah. that was against Atalanta, and that was a nil-nil draw, so that didn't work at all. Um, yeah. But it's just nobody like we don't have a natural strike partnership i think correa would have helped i think he would have brought or brought something different to complement these guys and would have brought something different out of them and also you would have had more rotation more rest jekko may not be getting run into the ground the way he is but now he's like you know getting run into the ground um playing 90 minutes every week and now correa is being pushed back to the like beginning of march so that's yeah. frustrating. Yeah, I think I think that was that was supposed to be the plan when we saw Lukaku. Uh, the plan was to to have probably Lotaro and Correa as our starting starting um strikers, right? And um, with Zeko heavily rotated in, we saw Inzaghi tried it on and on and on. And I think what match it was it? I think it was the not the last Napoli match actually. I think they did quite well together. Korea and um and Lotaro. yeah and then the Roma match where the injury issues started again for Korea he started really well and then went down had to leave the pitch came back against um Impoli and then that's when the hamstring went so yeah. It's, yeah. it's been it's been unfortunate and it's been the worst like we knew Korea you know would have his injury woes but it's been the worst season of his injuries like officially yeah. that's the thing bro I don't know if you could say it's unfortunate bro because just like with Sensi those are guys that before we even got them, we knew they were injury prone. They they had issues in their previous clubs, but somehow we always, as fans, we always uh, think positively, positively, and um, we think that it's gonna it's gonna be better. It's gonna be different for us. But Korea is exactly who we thought he was, and if you look at it, like he always starts, he's catching form and stuff, and then he gets a little injury, nothing major, a little muscle muscle injury here and there. And then he start he, he he stops for like a couple months, gets back gets back into form. Same thing, I guess. Is his body is just not sustaining it, almost like Sensi, which, ironically, he plays a good ninety minutes today. Uh, I think that's the second ninety minutes that he played in for Sampdoria, and he was very good today. Well, he was probably one of Sampdoria's best player, which doesn't say much because they weren't too good overall as a team. But Sensi himself, he was good. I'm watching him to see if he can actually sustain it. And he, he's getting in and in, in tackles. He's getting stuck in. So that's a good sign for Interisti, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if he gets in a groove, I mean, that can only be better for us, whether we bring him back with new confidence or we just, you know, sell him on with this added yeah. value. Um, yeah. But, yeah, whatever happens there is, you know, good for us. Um, 
Christo with his one contribution of the day. Handanovich finished question mark. We're not doing that episode today. <laughs> no. he's, just, he's just having FOMO right now. He has fear of missing out. Yeah, it's like, like uh, Handanovich wasn't even the biggest problem yesterday. Like, if you wanted to say someone finished question mark, if you want to get the real the real controversy going, you say DeVry finished question mark, but I'm um, not even gonna go there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That's that that that's a topic for a different episode. Um, yeah. uh, Mattia without Bastonian and Zaghi, Napoli away, take a point. Uh, combined with the derbies, a disappointment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, f- no, you never want to you never want to lose five out of six points on the bounce. It doesn't matter who you're yeah, playing. Yeah, back but, to back like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but touching on the Jekko goal, I feel like it kind of does run the same way that we look at the derby, like. Uh, Milan scoring, you know, they got two pretty good bounces on their two goals, and then yeah, we that's pretty much we couldn't get the lot. bounces. Then we got the bounce against Napoli, and football's football, you know. That's yeah, spot on. Well said, very well said. Um, let's see. Uh, Ian, um, got rid of the Balkan <laughs> Deadwood part of the panel. Come on now, come on now, don't don't be doing that. Nobody's here to be corporate for us. We miss you guys. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't have we don't have our corporate side. Um, plus, I need plus I need some stats right now, so I could definitely yeah. use them. <laughs> <laughs> um, Lataro didn't score. Timeline went into meltdown. Questioning if he should stay. Would you give him another season? Um, I. It depends um, whether we give Lataro another season or not. I imagine, yeah, he's going to be here next season. Um, if the right offer comes in, uh, but I feel like that that could be said for any player. Uh, bar a couple in this squad yeah um but I, i'm not sure if that offer would come in so I, I i've been saying and i think we all agree that you know lautaro does need a different profile beside him um i've seen some people say that maybe like with skamaka he could play better that that would be something that complemented him better um i'm not 100 percent sure um i i do need to watch some more of uh, Skamaka. He doesn't play with a partner usually. You know, he plays as a solo striker. So that might take some time to, you know, do. Um, Sassuolo just got a red card. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Um, But, yeah, yeah, Ian, comparing it to uh, Lautaro and Lukaku. Yeah, you just need better better partnerships there. Um, Yeah. My my, my thought on Lautaro is like – I think he's very, very close to his finished product. You know, um, he's very, very close to the best Lutaro Martinez ever. You know, um, because when you look at him, I hate to be that guy, but like, what's his particular skill set? He's a he's a very smart player. He uh, he presses a lot. He's um, he gets in good in good positions sometimes, and he finishes sometimes. It's not he's not a big guy. He's not a physical presence. He's not a fast guy. We spoke about that. Um, he's not He's not too technical for you to be like, okay, this is a guy like Dybala, super technical guy. Um, his strengths or his positioning, his grinta, his pressing. And unfortunately, he's a striker. You know what I mean? Like, it, it only gets you so far, you know? So I'm at a point now where he's about to be 25. And I'm, I'm ready to try somebody else. That's why. That's where I'm at. I feel like if this is the finished product, we won't miss out more, much, much more. If, for example, um, we replace him uh, with with a uh, Jonathan David, for example, who's banging in goals in France, probably could press just as much and stuff like that. We like we're not gonna lose out much. 
Uh, I'm not going to say the same thing about Raspadori, who just won um, the player of the month for last month in the whole league, which is which is a thing. I don't know how many players of the month Lotaro has won, but um, that's a guy I like as well. So that's the reason why I'm, 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 I'd be okay to sell him. I'm not saying, okay, Lotaro is a problem for the team. Let's get rid of him. He's holding us back. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is that if he's very close to his finished product, I don't think I don't think the team I don't think it would be that hard to replace him. For example, that's what that's what yeah I'm yeah like we Especially might just need a new look. situation that we might need we might need to sell somebody to, to, to actually make some moves. So if we do need to sell somebody, it has to be either him or French fry Steve. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's got to be one of them. Um, you know, uh, uh, maybe for both it would be a be like a good change of scenery. I don't know where Lautaro would be a good fit at. I don't think he would. Well, maybe he would be better as a lone striker with two wingers around him who are, you know, scorers, you know, the kind yeah. of yeah. setup you see at places like Liverpool where you had Firmino with um yeah. Mane. Like maybe something like that. Perfect. I think I think he'd be perfect at Arsenal or even um even at Atletico with, with Simeone. Matter of fact, I'll say I'll say Simeone first. I think he'd be perfect for Simeone. Uh, I think Simone is still, he still uses the four four two for the most part, right? His terrorist yeah. ball formation. So yeah, Lotaro would get to play with a partner and stuff like that, and still he would be a player that Simone would like with his with his attitude, his his passion. So I think that would be a good fit for him, and also Arsenal. But if the money the money has to be right, it has to be at least seventy in my opinion um, to make it worth for a while, because we would need to to replace him and also probably invest some of the money elsewhere. Yeah, but, yeah. But let's not let's not use his bad performance to get on the selling Lotaro train. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to do that. I want to. I don't want it to sound like we're overreacting and turning on all of our players. Uh, our old followers know that that's something that we've all been talking about. Like we've all been criticizing Lotaro even in the midst of us winning matches. So just make sure we're not. You guys don't think that we're overreacting because 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 we we drew points. We dropped points. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is just all hypothetical. These are things we passed around. We've. We've made more insane transfer theories on this on this pod. So, yeah, just take it with a grain of salt. You know, all of us just want the best for Inter. We want the best for exactly. Inter players. Like it's not it's not really pushing agendas. It's just trying to see, you know, what may or may not work. Um, what else do we have? Ian also said the only art he needs is a Danilo D'Ambrosio compilation. Um, he almost got one. I mean, if he'd have got yeah. that goal yesterday. Um, I don't know back what I would have done. Back post specialty again. Um, mm -hmm. What else we got? Um, Ahmad here says, um, Sassuolo game is more important than we realize. It'll set the tone for the rest of the season and show if it's a real drop in form or just a rough patch. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's – yeah, I think it's going to be a win. And I think that's kind of the moment where, you know, the clouds kind of part and, like, everyone is kind of, like, has a moment of clarity and is like, all right, you know, we're going to be fine. Um, yeah. That's what I'm expecting from that. Um, and then moving on to Liverpool, uh, this is a very great segue. Thanks, Joe. Um, yeah. uh, the Liverpool game is huge for Lautaro. He's in a rough streak, and it's really his chance. Um, I, I said something about this the other day. I'm not sure if I – I think I might have just said it. that about the Napoli match, right? Um, I could have said – yeah, I did mention it about Napoli because he likes to score against Napoli, but I did say mm. – like I think it was in a group chat yesterday somewhere – um that you know Lautaro could just score against um Liverpool for some reason because he scores yeah. in big matches you know that's yeah, that's does. been his he thing does. he scored against Barcelona he scored against Real Madrid, Real Madrid. Yeah. yeah you're right mm -hmm. 
Um, that's why I don't, I like, I, I try to be careful. I point out the issues I have with him, the limits I think he has in his game, and um, the struggles that everybody sees. But he's not a bad player by any stretch of the imagination now. Um, and like you said, he does show up for big matches, not just for Inter. He does it for the national team as well. So don't be surprised if he does break that duck against Liverpool. But regardless of whether he does it or not, I do think that we need to give a hard look at probably seeing if we can make a change in that position because he's very close to his plateau. I can't I can't look at him and tell myself, okay, what else is he gonna improve on? Like probably his finishing that we said, but we we were also we were also kind of split on that because we didn't know if like if you were born a finisher or if you could actually work on your finishing and become a good finisher in your late twenties. I personally believe that it's either you have it or not because you look at Vlaovic, the way he's finishing, like his first goal he scored for Juve. Uh, like, it's, it's just, you just have it. You just have it or you don't. Um, that's my thing with Lotaro. Um, I don't know how we ended up there, but, you know, every episode we have to give our little thoughts on Lotaro. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's the big thing right now. If you're not scoring goals, you look at your strikers. If you're only scoring one or two goals a game, you're looking at your strikers. Like, you know, th this is your job. This is what you get paid for. This is your role yeah. in the team. So, and you I mean, just got to raise. Yeah, yeah. You got to raise. He got his extension. Um, yeah. He needs to play like a guy that just got an extension. Um, Absolutely. Uh, I think that's something, you know, we may see. We may see it from him. You never know. Um, and you've got a fan here. We got Saeed back for the first time in forever. He says Pastor Dave preaching. Yeah, yeah Saeed, that's, why, that's why we're, that's why we had to go live on a Sunday. You know, <laughs> I had to get the Sunday service in. Um, but yeah, how do you feel about the Liverpool match in general? I don't think we really got to touch on it. You know, really in depth. Mm -hmm. Um, for me for me that that match is a it's a match that I'm going into with. Uh, zero to like low, very low to none as far as expectations um it's more like a wait and see or let's see let's see how we measure up against them type of type of shit what they they won the the champions league two three years ago you know so they were right there at the pinnacle of of, of european football which is where we're hoping to get back to at some point so let's measure ourselves against them let's put on let's put our best foot forward and let's see what happens that's my mindset but as far as what I think is going to happen, um, I do think that we're going to uh, show up and surprise a lot of people. We're going to we're going to put in a valiant display. Um, but unfortunately, um, we've seen enough of this version of Inter to know how we do. Like we will create chances, but it's going to be a lot of almost is almost almost scored. Look, we almost scored. Look, we dominated for this amount of time, and we're probably going to come back here and point out specific moments where we should have scored. But I feel like um, Salah and Mane are, are going to be too much for our guys to handle, especially without Bastoni. And as I said last podcast, I do not want us to play Bastoni at all if it's not 100%. Because especially now that we're second and we're, things are tightening up in the league, we can't, be affording to, we can't afford to be risking Bastoni. So if he's not ready, uh, let's not play him in the first leg at all. So that's probably going to be make, making it even harder for us because I'm not expecting DeMarco to have another uh, performance like that. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely going to be, you know, the story of their wingers. And then uh, when was the last time we played an English team? I guess it was Spurs. I think so. Yeah. yeah and, so um, Spurs in the Champions League a few years ago. And so it's been a while. Um, I don't think we've played a team that quite plays at the intensity that Liverpool plays at. So that'll be I interesting mean, to see. I mean, there's Atalanta, you know, yeah. and um, – 
And ironically enough, what Nap what Napoli did to us with their press is not this too dissimilar with what um what Liverpool are gonna be doing. You know, so we kinda we kinda got a little preview of what we're gonna be seeing. It's like we got the 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 Walmart version. We're about to, we're about to get the real thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that was the warm-up. Yeah, yeah. Um with Liverpool, you know, I don't worry about Van Dyke really. Um I remember like Van Dyke coming to San Siro with um with Sam, I mean not Sampdoria with Southampton a few seasons ago. Uh, yeah. more than a few, goddamn I'm old, but that was, that was, that was yeah. like a decade ago. Yeah, <laughs> that was like 20, 2016, 17. I remember facing him with Southampton. Um I think Accardi scored. I think someone else might have scored. Um but I don't worry about him as much as their midfield. Like they have a really great midfield. Like Tiago, mm -hmm. all those guys like I don't know. That's where I worry about it. And of course they're wingers. Like we know, we know what Salah and Mane are. Like they both just played like really deep in the AFCON, but like that doesn't really matter. Like yeah. when you've got guys with that fitness and that quality, like, I mean, they've been, they've been running with um, Klopp for a long time. And that guy, you know, up there with Conte is one of the like fitness, fitness heavy coaches. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's gonna, it's gonna be tough. Um, they, uh, uh, their new guy, I forget his name. Um, the Brazilian, oh, uh, the Colombian. Um, oh, Colombian. Was, yeah. Oh, yeah. Diaz. Diaz. Yeah. Uh, he started off really well there. Um, yeah. but yeah, Listen, look, the signs are telling, man. It's not looking good for us at all. Like, yeah. I mean, honestly, it's it's not. And um, I think Henderson just got injured. That's the only thing. Um, and, and I'm not even sure that's a guy that probably would have been playing a, a big part. I'm not sure if he's if he's been the starter for them um, this season or if they're going with Fabinho, Thiago, and um, who else? And Keita, you know. But yeah, yeah that's a guy that I've liked for a long time, Nabi Keita. That I, yeah, I, I, I really like him as a player. Me too. I've liked Fabinho actually because we we were linked to Fabinho for for a certain amount of time, so I I, I had to to go get familiar with his game. That's back when he was playing right back. But yeah, they have a lot of players, man. Um, it's gonna be an uphill battle. Like, like it's okay to see things as what they are, but at the end of the day, like we're the champions of Italy. We're gonna we're gonna go out there and we're gonna play our game. We're gonna try to play our game, but we know enough ball to know that it's gonna be hard and that we're we're definitely the um the underdogs, which is okay, you know. We're 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 building towards something else. We're we're trying to build towards that, you know, we're not there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is a team that's been in two Champions League finals, won one of them, has beaten Man City to a Premier League title, which is not easy these days. Yeah, in the last five years, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, like I've said, I think it's probably a formality. I think early in the match, you know, I think our possession-based game probably will shock them a little bit, but once they adjust, I mean, it's that's probably going to be it. Um. I can see yeah. us getting a goal. I mean, even even Milan scored against them. So, um, scored against them at Anfield, too. So, I mean, we can get a goal, but, you know, it's probably a matter of them getting uh, two or three. Um, yeah. just hope, I'm just hoping it's not a bad showing at San Siro. Like, whatever happens at Anfield happens at Anfield. But, like, just to, just play let's, well. Let's and, ourselves, yeah. yeah, just represent yourself well at home, and, like, nobody's going to be mad. Yeah, for sure. I think that's where we at. I agree. Um, oh, Roma and Sassuolo just wrapped up two two. Oh, yep. As yeah, the okay, that's what they were yelling about. Something cleared off the line that was actually over the line. 
My boy Figo, what's up, man? I was waiting for you to come and ask for the Yeah, <laughs> I changed it for you, bro. Like I have the Zamorano and I have the Ronaldo. I'm, I got I got to show off all my kids for Figo, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Figo, Figo, the kit, the kit master in here right now. He's, he's talking about my Scotland kit too. Uh, he says he needs my gold chain. Let me add it with mine. Now mine's too thin, bro. Oh, you got the big rocks. Are we gonna be left with anything after after Figo's done with us, bro? What's going on? This guy is like trying to run up the score on us. But um, I see Risto gave a score. I didn't give a score. Um, at home in the San Siro, I'll. I say 2-1 Liverpool. That's what I got. 2-1 Liverpool? Yeah, yeah. Something like that, 2-1, 3-1. Um, I mm. wouldn't be too mad with either. Um, yeah, he said it was for us. Um, do you happen to know the last time we played Liverpool? Uh, I was just looking at uh, Sofa score, and it has the last last matchup. Mm-mm. No, uh, I, I don't remember it off the top of my head. Okay, it was 2008 in the Champions League. Uh, probably the same round because it was in it was in February. I was under Mancini, right? Yeah, that would have been Mancini. Mm. Um, what where to go? Um, a two nil loss at Anfield and a one nil loss at San Siro. Red cards in yeah. both matches for Inter. That team, that Liverpool team was a great team as well because that's a team that, that that beat Milan in the comeback. Um, I'm not sure if it was that year or probably a couple of years before that. I think it was 2005, if I'm not mistaken. I don't want to be mis- misspeaking. But, yeah, that team, that Liverpool team, that year, those years, they were good, you know. So mm, I'm not surprised we lost in there, Steven Gerrard. They were, they were very good teams. Yeah, yeah. I, I just I, I didn't remember, so I thought it would be – interesting to go back and look but um Christo says he doesn't remember and he hates losing the premier league clubs but yeah I, th- I think we all do because you know that is the league that is put on the pedestal and some of the teams yeah there are some great teams in that league but there are some teams that you know aren't much better than some of what we see in syria but just because no. they're on that they're on that you know pay grade they get that much money that they can paper over some of that and, you know, do they do make runs. Like, look at look at West Ham right now. Like, they're not a huge team, but, yeah. you know, they've made noise in Europe. I mean, there are teams that do stuff, and I know we're all jealous of the money right now that they're still pulling yeah. in despite the pandemic. I mean, yeah. they're very look insulated. Newcastle. I mean, Newcastle is a different situation, I guess, because they just got bought, but uh, they, they just went and bought – Spent spent a bunch of money in in January and it looks like it's starting to pay off for them because I think they've won two in a row now and they're out of the relegation zone. Wow. So in the, so in the summer, you know, those guys are gonna come shopping in Italy or in France everywhere if they, they think that they could just throw their money around and, and get quality players. So be 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 ready to see it because it's coming. Yeah, and you know, I'm a little worried about some of our guys showing out a little too hard against Liverpool because you know they they have not been afraid of shopping in Italy in recent years. I mean, they picked off Allison, they picked off um, uh, Salah, of course. Yeah, but I, I mean, I, honestly, I think I think that's different. Um, and honestly, with the with the new bond that they added, the way Bernard was was explaining it. Shout out to Bernard, friend of the show, always. Helps us out with financial situations, financial things that we don't understand. But he was saying that with the new bond that we got, we should be fine for the next two years. Meaning that it's not like in a situation where a team could come and dangle some money in front of us and that we're starving so much that we have to take it. So that means that I guess Bepe and them, they have that that little bit of control to, to manage. Like, okay, you know what? 
we'll sell who we want to sell. So that's why I think it's 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 kind of, to me it's kind of obvious that we're pushing the right out of the door right now. You know, like we have. He seems been, to be walking himself out of the door right now too. So. Yeah, it's, I think I think it's a two way thing because we haven't been subtle at all about the Bremer rumors at all. You know what I mean? And um, nobody's coming out to deny it. Nobody's saying anything. And it seems like it's similar to when he was already checked out at Lazio when he was going to join us, you know, where he caused the penalty and was making a bunch of mistakes that match before. I'm not, I don't want to go into that conspiracy theory, but yeah. it's just something to bring, to bring up. Yeah, you know, uh, no disrespect to DeVry. He's been a great player for the club. I mean, he won best defender in Serie A a year for us. So, I mean, we we, we got to give this guy credit. He was part of the Scudetto. Like, you know, I'll always remember his time at Inter very well if this is very well the end of it. Like, I won't remember him for what's happening right now. Like, I'll remember, you know, what he's done. Great servant, you know. Even, you know, being a piano player, like, uh, I can't even do that. <laughs> so, um, nah, I mean, that's why we always have to, well, I always try to qualify what we say when we criticize our, criticize our players or say we have to sell them before we even say it. Like, because people mainly think, like, oh, you want to sell this guy, you want to sell that guy, you want to play FIFA. No, it's not. It's just that we fully understand what we what has been told to us by the, the club and the managers, whether they're lying or not, that's a different situation. But what has been told to us is that we don't have any money and that the only way we're going to be able to refresh the squad is by getting close finance either from the Vry, who we got for free. We could get 30, 35 fresh plus finance from him or Lotaro, who I think his value has has been amortized because we've, we've had him for, what, four or five years now? Yeah. So with his contract, he's on a new contract, so he shouldn't have much, much left on that if we sell him for 67, you know, so... We understand that those guys would probably be the, the best two guys as an option. It's not like we're saying that the Vry is shit. We have to sell the Vry. He's a weak link. Or Lotaro. Those are two great players. But we just understand that if that's what needs to be done for us to to to, to refresh the squad, those are two players that would be okay with letting go. You know? Yeah, of course. You know they're the <laughs> two. to the fans. Yeah, to put it the best way, like they're the most expendable of the squad. Um, yeah. not to say that they're bad or anything. It's just that, you know, these are places where historically, you know, clubs can, you know, retool pretty quickly. It's not yeah, like sure. losing like, uh, Tiago Mata in 20, in, in the early 2010s. And then, you know, not being able to replace that until like Brozovic in, uh, 2017, 18, when, um, when Spalletti finally figured out that he was a, he was a regista. So I mean, it's it, it it's it is what it is. Um, you know, I feel like Devry, um, in some ways, doesn't see you know eye to eye with Inzaghi. That's just me. That's just my feeling. I feel like not like you know in a way that they don't get along. I just feel like sometimes the way that Inzaghi plays doesn't fit Devry as well. No, hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, he's he's a little more the bigger, the clunkier. Um. Center, center, center back, which is probably why a guy like Bremer would would suit Inzaghi better. Bremer is an an athlete, is a guy that, that he's a quick defender. Uh, he, he we could play the high line if if he does get caught, he, he has the pace to to catch up to a, a, a an, an an attacker and stuff. So yeah, that's a very very good point. But on the other end, I I, I don't want to feel like I don't think like. Inzaghi's tactical decisions or anything like that are affecting the ride because the errors he's making are straight up 
mental errors or just stupid errors, you know, like uh, getting caught on your heels by 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 Giroud and turned easily like that yeah. in the TV. That's unacceptable. That's that's not something you could blame Inzaghi for. You know, his error in um in the well in the derby where he was just he just couldn't read the ball against Lazio, all these things that we could point out, you can't you can't say, okay, it's Inzaghi's fault, it's the tactics and stuff. Like this guy, I think I don't know if it's a mental thing or if it's something wrong with him physically, but yeah, that's it's it's in, in his head, it's end of rider issue. I don't wanna I don't wanna say like it's, it's Inzaghi. Yeah, yeah, not in that way. I just meant, you know, kind of in the way that he Inzaghi does play higher up when it was Conte, you know, there was a little bit more. Yeah, I felt like there was a little bit more protection for DeVry. Not yeah, in a bad yeah. way. Not trying to say that he was protected, not good, but it, it was just a better fit for him. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, like, it's just a very – so, yeah, so it's just a very weird conversation to have because, you know, DeVry has been so good and then to have this yeah. drop and then, yeah. you know, it's football. Like I said earlier, you know, about the bounces, you know, Jekko getting the goal when we didn't get the bounces in the derby. It's it's football. Um, yeah, it does. It is football. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So just uh, uh, kind of Figo, oh, Before was, we close, I see Figo talking about the dishes that he heard. <laughs> I, mean, I, I think that was that was my girl in the background. Figo, you're invited to dinner, man. Like whenever you're in Miami, let me know. You could come to dinner, bro. Like you're invited to dinner. You heard the dishes. <laughs> <laughs> just for that, you get an invite. Let me know. Hit me up when you're in Miami. Oh my god. Yeah, I was just gonna close out on the comments, um, and then get a couple last last remarks before we get out of here because we're pushing an hour uh so i'm a little yeah. surprised i thought we might run out but this has been been a good con That's crazy. Just, just two of us i thought it was going to be 30 minutes but i, I guess once to come to enter man we just can't stop talking yeah yeah there's always something to say um yeah yeah Haristo agreeing devry for Brimmer, uh and we have a surplus of money even still yeah yeah i don't know how much how much um uh cairo over there at, at torino you know i mean he's uh, he drives a hard bargain. Um, yeah. He he holds on to his players. Um, so we'll have to see about that. Um, I'm, sure Yurich, Euro, I'm sure right? Yurich won't be too happy losing another another center back to enter like he did to Marco. Yeah. So um, let's see. Um, Joe talking about uh, Pinamonti, Satriano, and Agume today. Yeah, Pinamonti scored Satriano with a brace and Agume yeah. doing his job there at Brest. I mean – it's good to see. I don't think Pinamonti will be back, but there's definitely a way back to enter for Satriano and Agume, so that's good to see. Absolutely. Um, then I guess let, let's talk, let's talk about it a little bit. Um, I mean, I guess we got a couple of minutes that we could. Oh run. yeah, no, who's gonna stop us? So <laughs> yeah, you're right, Pinamonti, man. Um, I, I think I spoke on the when I when I got on the Sharma Uncle Sharma channel. Shout out to Sharma, by the way. I see him in the comment, like always supporting us. What a great guy, man. Um. I went on this channel and we were talking about, we, we kind of compared Skamaka and Pinamonti. At that point, they had the same amount of goals, which they still do. They have nine goals. Um, is this something that we, we need to start really looking at? Like, okay, are we really going to go spend 35 to 40 on a guy where we have a, we own a guy that's scoring the same amount of goals? Of course, I do understand that the eye test, um, Skamaka passes it over Pinamonti. Pinamonti doesn't look too special. He's just a guy that does score goals. Uh, but I don't know, man. I don't want it to be one of them situations where we own a guy and then we ended up going to buy a guy and then we dump in the Monty and he ends up doing better. What do you think about that? Um, I just think that, you know, Pinamonti 
is at his level when he's at places that are, you know, mid-table, upper mid-table at best, like Empoli this season where, I mean, they have a really good coach, a really offensive-minded coach, and that's helped him a lot. I mean, he's scored everywhere he's been, Pinamonte, except for Inter, really. I mean, he's scored at even like Frosinone in a relegation year. He's scored now at Empoli, um, not so much at Genoa. I mean, he's still got a few goals, but uh, wasn't as great there. Um, so he always gets his goals at the mid-table level, but I think we've seen him. We've, you know, he's gotten his chance at Inter. Maybe not, you know, a full I mean, run out, but he's he's been at Inter, and, and we've seen uh, management. Uh, everyone has seen what he's made out of. So I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess I guess that's that's fair. That, you're right because um, I was going to say that last year, what Conte gave him what two starts, three starts he got last year, and he scored one. He scored a goal. He still managed to score a goal. Other than that, everything else was like five-minute cameos, ten-minute cameos. So um, what I like to say, before I say, like, okay, a guy got a chance and he just can't do it, I, I want to see it on the pitch, you know? Like, when he, we have seen it on the pitch, the numbers that I, I just mentioned last year, he scored, you know? But I guess when you're in training with the player every day, like, you know what you got. And if Conte didn't feel he was good enough um, – Spalletti before that, Inzaghi was okay with selling him. I guess they just see him as that average guy, but well, we got to keep an eye, man. We definitely got to keep an eye on those goals. If he scores 15 goals, that's something that we definitely need to take pause and look like, okay, that's what are we doing here, you know? Yeah. At the very least, at the very least, if he scores 15 goals, we should tell Sassuolo, okay, you know what? We'll give you 15 million and you could keep Pinamonti, something like that, you know? Yeah. Just to make sure we, we, we lower the cost on, on um, Skamaka. Yeah, I mean, it, him scoring, if we are going to use him as a chip for Skamaka, you know, it is good that he's scoring right now. You know, that that does help us. Uh, that's a good point. Um, yeah. But he's had, like, he's been around. He's been in the Serie A for, what, four or five seasons now that he's been yeah. getting pretty decent playing time. Um, You know, credit to him. He's getting his goals at his level, but I feel like, you know, that kind of mid-table area is where he's best. But if he does, you know, have – this massive breakout before we do completely let go of him. Like, you know, maybe we do have to consider something. Um, I saw somebody compare him to um, Akardi, uh, King Darian, um, B-Tech Akardi. Um, you know, he does poach. Um, he gets his goals in that way. Um, yeah, I mean, but, he pretty much modeled his game after Icardi because he was like, he was at the Primavera when we had Icardi. So, yeah, I'm, I'm very, I'm not, I'm not even surprised that he's, his game is just like Icardi's. Yeah, yeah. He even like would cite Acardi, you know, when he was in the in the Primavera. So yeah, that's what he wanted to be. And if that's how he how he can make a career, good for him. Um, Risto says, yeah, Risto says great content that deserves a like. Um, he said it. He's not here, so it must be true. Um, no, there's there there's no um conflict of interest there. Don't worry about that. Um, <laughs> uh. <laughs> Figo say Dave's got the ladies cooking. <laughs> oh Lord. Um, what are we gonna do with that guy? Um Sharma, Dave looking too drippy. Yeah, yeah. Dave said we had to give him time for a haircut today. Um so, <laughs> yeah, I got the fade out today. Um clean fade, yeah. <laughs> um let's see what else we got. Um Christo talking about the Skamaka stuff, yeah. Um Christo don't know nothing about Caribbean food, Figo says. Um, that's probably true, but we can't fault him. He's all the way out in out Macedonia. <laughs> we'll get him out this way one day. We'll get we'll, we'll get him out. We'll get him out this way one day. 
Um, <laughs> what else we got? Um, Ian also no conflict of interest here. Like, share, subscribe. Um, that's his corporate his corporate stuff. I, I can't say it as well as him, but yeah, you know, um, if you're finding us for the first time, which is probably not the case. Um, if it is though, um, yeah, you can find us anywhere. Twitter. Um, all of our personals are there as well. Um, YouTube, where we're at right now, um, any streaming platform, um, this will be up uh, next day. It takes about 24 hours for YouTube to process, which I don't know. I, I wish they would speed that up. But yeah, um, it's been hour three now, or an hour and three minutes, not hour three. Uh, we could yeah. go that long, but no, yeah, we, <laughs> we, got, we got stuff to do. Um, but yeah, uh, appreciate it, Mattia. Great show. Um, yeah, this is really a great show. Um, Dave, really appreciate it. It's been good. Uh, just oh, no problem. Man. Yeah, yeah. So I guess yeah, we'll great, be back. Great. Yeah, great show, man. Just the two of us. We we held it down for the irresponsible members of the pod. You know, there's got there's there's got to be people that carry the weight. You know, we carry the dead weight of the pod. You know, I hope they're still in the comments. Oh, but yeah, man, great great show, bro. Great show. Hopefully, um, we have a surprisingly good show for you guys for for liverpool because we'll be back after liverpool you guys already see that we're not expecting much but hopefully the team surprises us and, and we come here happy out of our heads because because we managed to beat liverpool yeah the, there's gonna be something to say after liverpool and we'll be back to say it um until then um thanks for listening and we'll see all you guys in the next one thanks again <laughs>